Yeah, that is a uh, a powerful testimony that should make every one of us think. Um, they are shootings that take place in our town and city like that every almost every day now, and um, we don't never know uh, what we're going to be involved in. You could get you could get in the middle of something just getting up and going to work in the morning. On the job, somebody somebody come on the job. Uh, the devil is running rampage, and uh, it's uh, it's not safe nowhere. Your only your only security is in Jesus. It's in Jesus and Him alone. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Uh, appreciate the prayers of those who were praying for me during the past week, um, uh, battling the stuff that is going around. I didn't work Thursday nor Friday, um, and um, but I'm thankful that I'm able to be here today, although I'm still uh, a week in my body and covet your prayers as we're going to attempt to minister the Word of God today uh, because uh, God is good and He does so much for us. Hallelujah. And uh, I, I just I just praise Him and I, I give Him glory and honor in everything. Um, you can testify. Yes, ma'am. Amen. I yes, uh, during the worship service that caught my eye. I seen her lifting her hands and worshiping the Lord, and uh, a whole lot here lately. She ain't been able to do that because uh, she's been suffering so much in, in pain in her body. And so, I thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Praise the mighty name of Jesus! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, we do have so much that we go through with and uh, and the struggles every day. And it's important for us to know and understand um, what is the most important thing for us and uh, what we need more than anything every day. And... Um, I started out working early this morning, way before daylight, on my message, and I thought the message was going to go one way, but the Lord turned me another direction, uh, and it wound up being different. I even changed my opening scripture, uh, and so I, I know that God directed me uh, in this word today, and we're going to go to uh, First John, 
the fifth chapter, and we're going to read the first five verses. First John chapter five, verses one through five, hallelujah, for our scripture text today. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. And this is what it reads like. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's what we're going to focus on this morning. The victory that helps us to overcome the world is our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Father, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the the service thus far. We have felt your presence, thanking you, God, for what you uh, have done. We thank you for what you're going to do. Take this message today, anoint the hearts, give revelation to receive the word as we speak today in your mighty name that the church say, and you can be seated. Praise the Lord. There are so many that we look across the congregation today and miss, we're praying for, uh, because sicknesses and various things, so we want to hold them up in prayer. I want to speak today on a subject titled, Faith Overcomes Everything. Faith overcomes everything. There is nothing that can hit you in this world And in this life, that you can't overcome through faith. That's why the devil does so much to try to steal your faith. And you've heard me say before, the devil knows that if he can get your faith, he's got you. He don't have to work no more. If he can get your faith. And as a pastor, and we're thinking about what the Lord wants to do, and we're focusing on 20, we've talked a lot about 2020 vision. Um, The greatest thing that can be for our congregation is a growth in our faith. The disciples of the Lord, if you, if you study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, I want you to think about this. 
the disciples, Brother Bobby, didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to heal the sick. They didn't ask him how to open blinded eyes or make the lame walk. I only find two things that the disciples ever directly asked the Lord for that's recorded in the Gospels. The first thing that they said, increase our faith. And the next one was, teach us to pray. Now think about that. Increase our faith. And then in another space, place they said, teach us to pray. Because folks, through faith, And through prayer comes everything else. The signs, the wonders, the miracles, the outpouring of the Spirit comes through prayer and faith. If you do not have them very active in your life, you're not going to have the rest of it. You're not going to have the rest of it. Faith over comes everything. <clears throat> I'm going to ask him to put up a picture of a man. Now, unless his name was wasn't up there, they got his name up there. By looking at him, you wouldn't recognize him. You wouldn't know him. George uh, Mueller was born in 1805. And he died in 1898. He was born in uh, what then was called Prussia, but now turned is Germany today. He was an evangelist, and he was a founder and director of the Bristol Orphanage in England. He was known as a man of faith, and prayer. He established orphanages in Bristol and founded the Scriptural Knowledge Institution for home and abroad. This man <coughs> didn't know what apostolic was. He was not an apostolic. That's what we call apostolics today. He lived in a different time before the the outpouring of the Holy Ghost at 1901 and the Azusa Street Revival. But this man was one of the greatest men of faith, amen, that had ever, ever been since the time of the apostles. There was a a captain, a sea captain of a ship that gave a testimony about this man. And this sea captain said that this man by the name of George Muller did more 
to change the direction of my life than anybody else. And he gives this account in his words. And I want, to, I want you to listen to me. I'm going to give you this story to open up my message. And again, pray for me to deliver this today. <coughs> a captain of a seagoing vessel was so astonished by this one passenger's unmovable faith that his life was forever altered. George Muller came to the bridge one day to tell the captain after already sailing for some time and they was having difficulties in sailing, he came up to the bridge behind the captain and told the captain, says, I must be at my destination by Saturday, which was still three or four days away. The captain replied, this is going to be impossible. I'll get you at your destination, but I will. we will not be able to make it by Saturday. Very well, if your ship is unable to get me there, God will provide another ship. When we get to the next port, I'll get off. God will provide me another ship. The captain looked at him and said, I would willingly help you. He said, but how can I? Because I'm helpless. George said, let's go down to the chart room and let's pray. I looked at the man of God and I thought to myself, what a lunatic asylum this man had to come out of. He said, I've never heard such a thing. The captain looked at Mr. Muller and he said, Do you know how dense that the fog is that we're facing? This is what's been slowing us down. He said, This fog that we've got and we're going through is denser than anything in all my years that I've spent on the sea sailing. George replied, No. My eye is not on the density of the fog, but on the living God who controls every circumstances of my life. He got down on his knees, the captain said, and he prayed one of the most simplest prayers that I had ever heard pray or muttered to myself. And I muttered to myself as he was praying, that would suit a children's class prayer where the children were not more than eight or nine years old. It wasn't a great oratory, a great speech. It was very, very simple. He said the burden of the prayer he prayed, I can remember, was something like this. Oh, Lord, it is consistent with thy will. If it is consistent with thy will, please remove this fog in five minutes. Amen. He prayed and he put a time limit on it. You know, uh, I believe this is your will because I have an engagement to speak 
And I know that you would do this. Amen. When he finished, the captain said, I was fixing to pray myself. But George put his hand on my shoulder and told me, please don't pray. Don't you want help in the prayer? George said, first, you do not believe that he will. And second, I believe that he has. Now remember, they were down in the bottom of the ship in the chart room. There were no port windows around. They could not see. And after that short prayer, when the captain himself was going to pray, George stopped him. Look at this man's picture. You would say, not much really to look at. What kind of power would you see through that and the type of prayer that he prayed? But he said, I don't want you praying, Captain, because you don't believe, number one, that God can. He said, but I believe that he has. And there's no need whatsoever for you to pray about it. Captain, (coughs) I've known my Lord for 47 years, and there never has been a single day that I've failed to gain an audience with the king. Get up, Captain, and open the door, and you will find the fog is gone. The captain said, I got up, opened the door, and stepped out on deck, and there was no fog nowhere. Hallelujah! Think about that for a moment. Think about that for a moment. Now, this is not just one isolated incident. But this happened in this man's life over and over again. I gave Ronnie a book about him one time. Him and his wife opened up an orphanage in England. And they took in homeless children off the streets. Had no denomination backing them. Nobody, no organization helping them. He prayed to the Lord when he knew God had called him. And I'm, I'm just, I, I just, I feel, I feel this in my spirit. I, 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 want, I want to try to show you the importance of faith and what we can accomplish if we believe God. He made a commitment to God when he yielded his life to teach and to preach. He walked away from his other job. He said, Lord, I'm going to depend on you. When he took the position in the church, he refused any salary. He said, I don't want to sit salary. He said, I want to live by what God gives me. And he said, by the help of God, I'll never ask anyone personally for any help. Him and his wife opened up that orphanage beside the church and began to take in children. They up to where there was over a hundred girls and boys in that. They got up one morning and they were all taken to the dining room to prepare uh, uh, to eat. 
<clears throat> one of the women there in the orphanage came to him and so the children are at the table the cups the plates are on the table but there's no food no no food in the kitchen no money to buy any he gets up from his desk walks in there stands at the head of that dining room. He said, children, we must prepare to eat breakfast because we don't want to be late for our school class that's going to be starting. He said, let us pray and offer the blessing for the food. Nothing in the house, nothing in the plates. Stretched out his hand and prayed. He said, Heavenly Father, I thank you from the depths of my heart for what you are providing for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) Excuse me, children. Go over to the door. And there when he opened the door, smell of fresh baked bread started coming in. The baker in the town said, uh, Pastor, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I felt like in my spirit that you didn't have bread for the kids today. I've been baking in my oven since 2 o'clock. He said, I've got bread for And they brought him in. (laughs) As they got all the bread down on the table, This man gets up and goes back to the door again. This time, it was a milkman. He said, sir, my milk cart has broke down just right outside your place, and I don't want this stuff to ruin. Can I please take it to your orphanage? All the cups was filled with milk. The children ate breakfast that morning and they was in the classroom on time. Hallelujah. Give God praise. I could tell you others, this stuff happened all the time. And he he built (coughs) buildings and orphanages. And, And listen, you try to turn on the TV, Brother Bobby, or the radio to hear some good teaching or preaching. And you can't hear that today for all these people who are supposed to be men of faith spend 90% of their time begging for money. But he always kept his promise to God. He never asked nobody for help, never personally asked nobody for an offering of no kind, but he built enough buildings. Some of them are still standing in England today Amen. That would be worth over a hundred and fourteen million dollars. God provided everything without him never asking nobody for a penny. Faith overcomes everything. We need more faith than we need anything. 
because we cannot grow spiritually without faith. We cannot have a spiritual relationship with God without faith. You can't survive this world that we're living in right now without faith. I'm going to try to get on. I took a lot of time on that story, but I felt the need to tell you those things. Faith overcomes everything. He said, the victory that overcometh the world, and that means, that's a generic term when it says word. That means, it means everything, whatever it is, whatever you need the victory of, faith, amen, is going to bring that victory. It will bring it. Number one, it overcomes lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Now, I'm going to, maybe some people will be offended by this. I hope not. But many people seem to think you need perfect knowledge to have a relationship with Jesus. And it's true we need to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1, Apostle Paul said knowledge puffs up, which means to fill with pride. Seems like the more knowledge a lot of people get, the more prideful they become. Knowledge alone is not the key to a relationship with the Lord. As apostolics, <coughs> now here's where I'm going to ruffle some feathers. As apostolics, we tend to over-rely on the knowledge we have in doctrine and discount those who have not the expertise we think that we got in the Scripture. But none of us, none of us hold a monopoly on total flawless truth. You hear what I'm saying? But when a person has faith... Faith will overcome lack of knowledge when it comes to approaching God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even also as I'm known. You see, church, Paul said, the knowledge that I have, I, it's, I only have part of it. I don't have it all. We're looking through a glass darkly. We can't see everything clearly down here. <coughs> Nobody has all the truth. Nobody has all the understanding. Nobody in this world has got perfect understanding of God's Word. The longer I study the Word of God, Brother Jeff, the more I realize how little I know the Word of God. Hallelujah. I cannot claim that I've got perfect knowledge, that I know everything. And even Paul said, I know now in part. You see, nobody on this earth has perfect knowledge. That's why we should never judge another man standing with God. Come on, somebody. We should never judge another person standing with God over knowledge because nobody understands it all. 
Romans 14 and 4. Let's see what that says. Who are you to judge another's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. We all are on different spiritual levels. We're not all on the same spiritual level. We're all on a journey. And we're getting off track any time we try to condemn somebody else because we feel that they don't have as good an understanding as what I do. They may know more than what you think they know. Hallelujah. What are you trying to say, Brother Sammy? I'm trying to tell you Amen. Don't spend all your 100% of your time, all your time trying to get knowledge when you need to grow your faith. Because your relationship to God depends through your faith, not your head. I heard one preacher say one time, most people who miss heaven will miss it by the 12 inches from their head to the heart. Right here is where you better have a connection. You hear what I'm saying? Right here is where you better have connection. This is why sometimes, listen to me now. I'm doing more, the, that, that word I coined one, year, one time, preaching, hallelujah. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing this morning. This is why sometimes others who don't know as much scripturally, but excel in faith, can sometimes move God more than you. How is that? Because God moves on faith, not on knowledge. Come on, somebody. God is not moved by knowledge. He's moved by faith. And there, oh, hallelujah. Sometimes there have been times that a good old Baptist sister or brother could pray down God more than an apostolic over here that's a little too heady and high-minded. Glory. Amen. Oh, well, you know, I got this right. I got that right. You know, and I'm walking like this and I'm doing like this. But they better not walk outside because their nose is stuck up like this. If it becomes a rainstorm, they're going to drown. Hello, somebody. Faith overcomes lack of knowledge. We need to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The Word teaches that. The Word tells us to study to show ourselves approved. I'm not discounting none of that. But what I'm telling you, what you've got to rely on for your relationship with God is how much you believe God and how much you trust God, like the man we started this message about. Not as much as whether or not you can quote every book, 66 books in the body, in, in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Can you just see me going up? I, I got a need. I got, I got a need. I need God to move in my life. And I come and I try to approach the throne of grace. And I'm a, I said, look here, Lord. Answer, my, answer this old boy's prayer. I can quote every book in the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Number, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. The Lord's going to say, talk to the hand. God could care less how much I know. Come on, somebody. 
Whether or not I can quote all 66 books in the Bible is not important, God. When I need to get, uh, get something from God, I've got to come to Him in faith. We all know the story about the woman with the issue of blood and, uh, and, and she touched the hem of His garment. Hallelujah. Amen. And that crowd of people was around here and, and when she touched Him, amen. And He said, Who touched me? Sapple says, How in the world can you ask such a question, Lord? There, Everybody's pushing up against you and crowding around you. There, there's all kind of people touching you. There was plenty of people pushing up against him and touching him, but there was only one touching him by faith. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Increase your faith. Above all, increase your faith. I'm going to say one more thing, and then we're going to close. Faith overcomes personal standing. How many of us, and this link closely to what I just got through saying, but how many of us would argue that anyone who who don't possess my experience in God can't receive anything from God? I've met some people with that attitude. Or, well, so-and-so can't tell me anything about God. They, They don't have as much Holy Ghost as I got. They can't tell me nothing. Hallelujah. When somebody's expounding the word, if I will take some time to listen to them without a judgmental attitude, much of the time I can learn something. Hallelujah. I can learn something from, uh, from them. It just don't all... We, we judge things the wrong way. We judge things by appearance and not by righteous judgment. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Relationship with God doesn't depend on all the things we think. God always, no matter what the standing, honors faith. Hallelujah. When the Lord called me into the ministry at a young age, I was 14 years old. We went preaching. Me and my dad traveled, did tent revivals at various places. At first, I hadn't been even baptized in Jesus' name. I went along on my journey. I got baptized in Jesus' name. But then I still wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. But we set up tents, had revivals, packed the tent out, people coming, coming to the Lord, being saved, being healed, and me preaching. I wasn't completely Holy Ghost filled. I was following God as much as I knew. It's what I've been, been led by God. Seeing miracles take place right and left. How can that be? At that time, I didn't have nowhere near the knowledge of the Bible. But I had faith. I knew what God had called me to do. I normally... I normally would fast three days out of every week. 
And God, because my faith was taking up my slack. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you can believe God and trust God, whatever you're lacking in, God can make the difference up. Hallelujah! If it wasn't for that lady sitting back right there, I wouldn't have got the Holy Ghost when I did. When I first went in 1970 and preached that first revival of Brother Hell, amen, I wasn't Holy Ghost fed then. Now, a lot of apostolic churches wouldn't want me in there preaching. But what I'm telling you, faith overcomes personal standing. If you got the faith in God and if you're, if you're willing to follow Him and be obedient to Him, He's going to take you where you ain't. Let's, let's stop worrying about the Baptist folks down the road or the Methodist folks up the road. But let's worry about ourselves and our position with God and say, God, let me have revival. Let me have revival. I want to read one more scripture to let you know if you've got faith, whatever your spiritual position is, don't matter near as much to God. Matthew chapter 15, beginning at verse 22. And a woman, and behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, Help me. But he answered and said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Now listen to this. Watch this here. O woman, great is your knowledge. Oh, you're a Jew like the rest of us. Uh Uh-uh. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. I will admit to you something. This verse of Scripture for many years bothered me. When I, when I read what Jesus told her, I said, that, that don't seem like the character of Jesus. Where somebody would come to him like that, and he said, it's not me to take the children's bread, cast it to dogs. Then it, I couldn't get that in my head. That just didn't, I didn't understand that. I couldn't figure that out. But then I, I began to see in the Spirit one day, and I understood there were two things Jesus was testing her with. Amen. He was testing her faith, and he was testing her humility. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. The Canaanite people, amen, brother Bible, I tell you, he's a Bible teacher. The Canaanites was known for their pridefulness. Hallelujah. And I believe Jesus was testing her humility. Hallelujah. To see how she was willing to submit herself to him. And then when he saw her faith, It wasn't her personal standing that moved Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. My, my, my. This is such a powerful message if you will get a hold to it. Hallelujah. And you will make it a part of your life. Faith overcomes everything. Every obstacle, faith will overcome it. Hallelujah. It is time for God's people, amen, to unite together, amen, in faith, amen, and believe in God. No matter what our position level is, hallelujah, instead of trying to look down on somebody, hallelujah. Jesus is the only one that's capable of looking down. He looks down at all of us. Hallelujah. Let us increase our faith. Let's stand together.